okay. for me, like, because I was always chasing the thinness and equating that to health, yep. a lot of the decisions that I made to get to that smaller size were not really based in health. fam and welcome to the call cheryl hunt podcast and i am your host cheryl spears each week we'll be sharing stories from people who have had first-hand experiences with mlms like beach body or body and examine the questionable tactics used by some of the leaders in these companies please note that some of the content we cover may be disturbing and we encourage you to check the show notes for disclaimers. Our aim is not to bully or harm anyone, but rather to educate and shed light on the truth. This podcast is not just an anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to help prevent others from falling into the same trap I did being a part of an MLM for eight years. Please keep in mind that the guests on the show are sharing their personal experiences and opinions, and the information provided is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice. If you would like to share your own story, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at callcherylhine at gmail.com. Or feel free to DM me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hine or on my personal Instagram at Cheryl S. Spears. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an eye-opening episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any of the valuable insights and personal experiences shared by our guests. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hey, Sam, this is the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast, and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing my good friend, Melissa. And um, I can't wait for you all to hear her, I guess, thoughts on some of the things that we actually did together and did not know. Um, But you'll hear about that later on the podcast. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm very good, Cheryl. How are you? Good. So tell, tell the podcast world a little bit about yourself. Um, well, let's see. I, right now I'm a stay at home mom. I have a nine-year-old son. Uh, I had worked as I'm a registered dietitian. I had worked for 15 years in the public school system, um, dealing with the the food aspect, food service management, um, during pandemic, Um, I stayed home. My son was home. He couldn't go to school. So I had to be home with him. And, um, I eventually was, you know, I had to step away from that career. Mm -hmm. Um, so right now I'm just, you know, working on establishing myself as a private practice. Okay. And which is something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to help people. Um, and now with, you know, everything being more virtual, um, you know, I, I'm looking to do in that right for now. And I recently became certified as an intuitive eating counselor as well. Oh, that's which awesome. I was introduced through, you know, who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will definitely get to that. I learned all the things that it isn't from yes. that experience. So. Yes. So, um, so you're, you're trying to establish yourself as a private practice for like, I guess, a, an RD, a, re- a registered dietitian yes. to help people. Um, and I'm guessing that you have um, experience in the MLM world, right? Multi-level marketing. 
Yes. Um, which is actually a plus when it comes to being a registered dietitian, especially for people. I know for myself, I speak for myself, people that come from being, um, having issues with food and exercise and stuff like mm-hmm. that because of MLMs like Beachbody, right? right. Um, is that the focus that you want to take um, with your private practice or do you just in general? Well, my focus is um, non-diet approach, weight inclusive, Okay. you know, health at every size. Yes. Which is not the way that I learned even in my years as, um, you know, undergrad and then in my internship, it was very, it was very weight focused. And I grew up, you know, being told from the age of my son's age, put on my first diet, you know, like I, I was always very diet and weight focused. And I just yeah. thought, because that's what I was told just, you know, at a young age from a doctor that that's your, your health is pursuing a smaller size. You right. know? So I did that. I did every kind of diet. I've ever, and you know, that was basically, it was my whole personality was dieting. Yeah. What I wasn't eating, what I was eating. And, you know, so I, when I learned that there was a career that focused on that, you know, I was like, oh, that's me. I've read every book. I know everything there is to know. So I went in that direction. But when I came out of my internship and I, and I was certified, I got my, my, I was registered as a dietitian. I took an exam after undergrad, you do it. internship and then I Mm -hmm. passed the exam because I felt like my body was going to be my business card which is you know not I've learned now is not yeah I never felt like I looked like the part of whatever I thought like the healthy dietitian look was supposed to be you know and this is just what I had learned just from years of being in that diet culture you know like and internalized you know like so I went into the school system because it was sort of like behind the scenes you know I was in the kitchen I was working with yeah. the the men and women who were preparing the foods for the kids and it was like a totally different focus you know it was yeah. not really like telling people like do this you know what I thought being being a, a dietitian was which was focusing on weight loss and in the in the meantime I was doing everything that came down the pike you know whatever I saw I was like I'll try that. I'll try this. I like basically like was my own experiment. I was constantly like looking like what I can do. So, so one question I do have for you, um, before we get into the MLM aspect is, um, when you were in the school system and you were working with the kids, right. Um, (laughs) did you see a lot of like diet, I guess, diet culture still within these kids? Um, are they, are they like, cause I, I know for me, like when I was younger, my mom always did Weight Watchers or my mom always did Slim Fast or she was always worried about her weight. Right. And growing up and seeing that, like it, it affected me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault. It's just the way that the world was. Um, but it seems like for me, I mean, I know that I, I know that I, sh- I instilled some of those thoughts in my mm-hmm. children. Uh, because I was in in diet in diet culture for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you see that instilled in a lot of the kids in the school still? Uh, yeah, I mean, what I was doing was really behind the scenes. I did at one point we were doing nutrition education once a month with the kids, but then that 
got taken away and it was more me supervising the staff and doing like yeah. payroll and yeah. ordering the food. I mean, the menus are created by the state and yeah. they have to follow the nutrition guidelines. So there was a lot of like, we only use whole grain and we only use low sodium cheese and we only use, you know, yes. no artificial flavor, you know, so that was very much promoted, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But sometimes the problem was because it was so healthified, the kids were entirely turned off from it. And there was yeah. a lot of plate waste, a lot of things going in the trash, which it's not nutrition if it's not going into their body. So it doesn't matter. Right. You could serve the healthiest thing on a plate. If the kid's not eating, they're not getting nutrition. And honestly, this program, the school lunch program was, was started because of the need that people weren't getting the nourishment, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, a it's something that addresses like some kids are, that's the only meals they're getting are the ones that they're getting in the school. So right. it's important that they be eating them, you know, right. like, so that was sort of where I saw it. I saw more of the diet culture behind the scenes because the people I worked with, especially the women were always yes. like, I'm doing this now I'm doing some fast. Now I'm on Weight Watchers and like, I'm going to join a gym. Like we were mm -hmm. always talking about it and they would always ask me my opinion because they knew that that was my background and my interest, yeah. you know? So being a registered dietitian, um, before, I mean, before you became an intuitive eating, um, certified in intuitive eating, um, so I, I, it always, it always like confuses, well, it always surprises me when I see beach body coaches that are registered dietitians or nurses or something like that, because it's like, they have to know, I mean, you're, you all go to mm -hmm. school for what's right and what's wrong. So mm -hmm. how do you, how do you get bought into beach body? Like how did yeah. they, how did that even happen? So for me, I mean, it was late 2014. My son was born in 2013. I took a year off to be home with him. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I had hoped that I would be permanently home, but it wasn't yeah. in the cards at that time. I needed to return to work. The year was up. Um, going back into the, the, the job, realizing that none of my clothes fit. You know, here yeah. I am, a new mom. I have a one-year-old. And, you know, there's always that messaging in the media, yeah. like, you know, like you should be able to wear like work pants or whatever. Like you can't just mm -hmm. wear leggings. Now I'm like, why did I ever think that was okay? Right. Like, I'm wearing legg leggings right now. That's just, you right. know, but, um, so I felt really bad about myself. Like this is a failure in my part. I, I should be able to wear my work clothes to go back to work now. So, yeah. um, I had met someone who, um, we did a, 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 a race together like a local mom and she had told me about T25 and that she was starting T25 and she was posting about it on Facebook. Yeah. So at the time, like I had seen the infomercials too. And my husband even once said, Oh, what about that? You think maybe we should try that? And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not coordinated enough. They just seem to be moving too quick. And I'm like, you know, yeah. I like to, I used to like to go to the gym, but now having a young kid, I couldn't. So, you know, I like to lift weights and I like to, I would just do the treadmill. I was very intimidated to do anything more than that. Like I didn't feel yeah. athletic or coordinated or whatever it was. So like when I saw that, I was like, that's definitely not for me, but I saw my friend was doing it and she was having results and she was very excited and sharing mm -hmm. about it, but she wasn't a coach, you know, like oh. at the time, but she was like, this is my coach. And if you're interested in what I'm doing, reach out to her. And yeah. I didn't know this person. 
but there was finally one night where I was just like, yeah, feeling, you know, bad and scrolling or whatever I was doing. And I was like, I'm just going to message this woman. Yeah. And, and I did, I said, I'm a friend of so-and-so and she told me to reach out. And then she basically sent me like this copy and pasted like message, which at the time I, I was just like, whatever you would have sold me, I was in, you know what I mean? Like I had already Googled it myself and kind of like, was like, all right, yeah, I think I can do this Mm -hmm. and something I hadn't tried yet. And, um, so she sent me this copy and pasted thing and it even made a reference to like a business. And I totally ignored that. Like, cause I wasn't looking to be a coach, you know, I just wanted the workout that she was doing. I didn't even know about the shakes, nothing, you know, like, and she's like, yeah, and there's a shake, but, you know, it seems pricey, but, you know, she kind of like just dumped all this information on me. And I was like, okay, you know, like, this is what I'm in. She asked me like a few questions. What were you interested mm-hmm. in? What kind of fitness? So of course it came back with, well, I think the 21 day fix would be perfect for you because it has yeah. this and that. So I was like, okay, like I looked mm-hmm. it up and, you know, I was, I was in, I sold myself, you know, she really yeah. didn't have to push me I was just like ready for whatever it was and you know the group putting you into this you're going to be put into our accountability group and it's all these other moms just like you blah 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 so I I was like okay I bought the it was like dvds at the time yeah you know so I bought the package 160 180 whatever it was and I you know I jumped right into it it was November I remember it was like getting close to Thanksgiving too. So that was like the whole focus of the accountability group was like, you know, mm-hmm. get rid of that turkey, you know, whatever, earn your turkey, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, so that's how I got into it. So the thing that I noticed, um, and that is a, it, it's a similarity between most of the people that are on the podcast, um, especially for Beachbody coaches is um, they are postpartum, new moms, not comfortable in their skin because the whole entire, because everybody tells you, you should bounce back, right? Like nobody realizes that it took, it takes nine months to build, not almost 10 months to build a a human in your body. Right. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, as soon as you have that baby, you're expected to bounce right back in. Right. And so that, that's the, that's the similarity that I hear. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's unfortunate because I mean, I've, I have children, right. So I know how I felt right after I had both of my kids. Um, Mm -hmm. and being postpartum is really hard for any mother, no matter Mm -hmm. if you have the depression part that goes with it or not. Right. I don't think that you should be allowed to make those types of decisions. Not saying that women can't make decisions, right. Cause I don't want people to get mad at me for saying that, but I think that you shouldn't be allowed to make the decision of starting a business or investing in something like this with that, because you're so desperate and you just want something to work. And it's really, all it's going to do is hurt you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so after you signed up, you just, did you sign up as a, as a customer or a coach? Yeah, it was just a customer, not okay. a discount or anything like that, you know, okay. like, and you, so you basically, you know, started doing the workouts. You were doing 21 day fix. You didn't even mm-hmm. do 225. Um, as a registered dietitian, were you a registered dietitian at that time? Yes. So what did you think about the 21 day fix meal plan? Like, what were your thoughts? It, it's funny because at the time it seemed perfectly reasonable to me. I guess right. coming from the background that I had, that was 
I actually found at the time that I had been under eating protein in particular, like the fact that I had this many like red containers, the protein container. Yeah, it was like it, it was an improvement from where I had come from, even with the knowledge that I had. Okay. For me, like because I was always chasing the thinness and equating that to health. A yep. lot of the decisions that I made to get to that smaller size were not really based in health, ultimately. You know, like, so, I like heard one of your guests talk about ephedra, and that was yeah. like, I had never heard anybody else talk about that. But that was totally, that was one of our things, you know, like, yeah. I had picked up smoking because that was a way to suppress weight. Yeah. And even towards the end, as my, as, as a Beachbody um, customer and coach, I started smoking again. I'm like, what is, is this healthy? Like, what am yeah. I doing? Like, just because like, I already finished my allotment for the day, you know, dinner and done because I was doing to be mindset at the time. So what am oh. I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I do have a question about that. So this actually really makes me, it actually is starting to make sense though, because we have the registered dietitian. So we'll say Alana, right? Um, and Alana is a registered dietitian for Beachbody, but she says so many harmful things that it's it's scary, right? Um, and now it, it actually makes sense because when you have registered, and this is why I wanted, this is why I was really excited to have you on the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people that come to me after, and I don't step outside of my scope of practice because mm -hmm. it's not my practice, it's not my job, right? And I'm not certified in it but a lot of people that come to me are so worried about like how do I eat now yeah. what do I eat right mm -hmm. but then they I personally have talking to a few different registered dietitians that actually made me go backwards because they have that weight loss mentality yeah. thinness mentality and that can be very harmful for people that are yeah. coming out of health and wellness MLMs, where we have been under eating um, and over exercising for years, right? Mm -hmm. um, and just as simple as, as for me, I have problems eating vegetables because they're not in the green container. Mm -hmm. And I'm so scared that I'm not eating enough or I'm eating too many. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. That's a horrible mindset to have. Right. So that actually makes a lot of sense that you were the type of registered dietitian for yourself was always chasing thinness and always yeah. chasing a smaller size. And that's how you got caught up in Beachbody. Um, mm -hmm. So when you, so when you started doing the 21 day fix, you actually were in, increasing your protein, which was good yeah. for you. Um, right. How long did you do the 21 day fix eating I did, program? I did three rounds of the, okay. the workouts and I never took a before picture. I was like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the measurements. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to measure my body. I'm not going to take the photos. I was too ashamed. I did yeah. do all the selfies, you know, like, cause you had yeah. to post your accountability to put your, you know, and, um, so I, I did three rounds and at that point I had, you know, lost a considerable amount of weight. Yeah. Um, and then I started to like kick myself and saying, well, now I'm not going to have a transformation picture, you know, because I never took that one in the beginning. It was when I did ultimately decide to, to join as a coach. Yeah. I started the workout in November and I actually became a coach in that following March. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, now I don't have any receipts to show for, you know, this is where, I so I would end up like trying to pull pictures from like when I was like, 
right after I had my son, yeah, just in a regular outfit, you know, because I, I wasn't posing like for the gram, you know, I was just yes. like, you know, picture of me holding my kid and like kind of cropping everybody else out of it and be like, oh, this is my before and this is me now. Yeah. Which is so like deceiving. It is. It totally is. And like, because that's what you see, like right. my, my, my upline at the time, like I would see her like immediately postpartum, you know, in a sports bra, like two days after having <laughs> given birth. Mm -hmm. And, and now like here, she is like a couple of years later of yeah. doing consistent, like, you know, workouts. And the crazy thing is, is that they don't tell you it's a couple years later. They oh. use that consistent before picture as a before picture every single time mm -hmm. to sell a program. I, I'm going to admit it here on the podcast. I don't think I've ever admitted this. I actually used one of, one of my before pictures was me pregnant at nine months. Mm -hmm. And I was like showing what, and, and it, I didn't start Beachbody for two, three years after my son was born. So I was using a three-year-old picture and I mean, he was nine pounds, eight ounces. So I was huge. Mm -hmm. So like one of my before pictures was me yep. nine months pregnant. And I'm like, that's so deceitful. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, so, because no matter how pregnant you like, no, no matter what, at nine months pregnant, you're feeling, you're feeling it, right? You're mm -hmm. ready to just let it go. And that's pulling on people's heartstrings yeah. because they know exactly how that feels at nine months. And then they see you now and they're like, oh, you know, it, it gets that, that mentality in their brain that all I need to do is do these programs and I'll bounce right back as soon as I have this baby, which yeah. in reality, they were three years apart. Yeah right? So you joined as a coach, you pulled from your old pictures. Um, and what happened? Did you, were you able to build a team underneath you? No, yeah. I mean, the recruiting thing felt so like off to me, like I yeah. had really wanted to help people. And at the time, you know, I was coming from a perspective of I wanted to help people lose weight, but I wanted to, them to do it in a healthy way because I right. had realized that all the ways I had been doing it for years prior were not healthy. Yeah. And, you know, like I thought it did seem balanced, but then like little red flags started like cropping up because I was, I was like, I'm following this to a T yeah. and I kind of just hit what they say, a plateau. Like, you know, after those three rounds, like I, you know, I had lost a significant amount of weight and then it just kind of stopped. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's wrong? I'm not, I'm not doing enough. So it's like, you got to eat only from the top of the bracket or you have yes. to like, because I was already an A and it felt like no matter what configuration I did, I would be A, you know, like it would yes. never go up. Even yes. if I said I'm doing intense, like yeah. they had still DVDs of um, Les Mills pump at the time with the barbells and everything. Yeah. And I was doing that thinking like, well, that's going to up my, but I was still in that A and it just never, you know, never. And so like, I just stayed, like my body just stayed at that weight. Well, so, and for um, most, for most people, sorry to interrupt you, but for most people that don't know what A means, um, that is the calorie bracket of 1200 to 1499 yeah. um, a day. So mm -hmm. that is the lowest calorie bracket that you can have um within the 21 day fix yeah. um, or ultimate portion fix so right. I'm sorry go ahead yeah so like you know I I just felt like 
I could see that something was not adding yeah. up because I knew I was, you know, doing the best of, of my ability. But then again, too, like things would happen, like a holiday would come up and then I would have this guilt and then I'd put up a post like I'll see now, like my, you know, Facebook memories yeah. or whatever come up and it's like getting back on track. And it's like we see this still going on, you know, all these years later where the top people are saying the same messaging. Yeah. And you know, I was hearing it from the people I was associating with too, you know, and like they would tell us, you know, listen to the wake up call, you know, yeah. and it's like, they teach you how to market these kind of things. And they're always giving that, well, it's always, you're always a launch day and it's always, you know, like starting a new group, you know, and yep. like, um, so, so that was, so that was like kind of where I was at. And then at that time, then, you know, I think to be mindset was announced Mm -hmm. And that seemed like totally to be what I was looking for. I'm like, cause here and now this is actually a registered dietitian. Right. And, um, her persona has changed like so much Completely. from when she was introduced in 2018 to now. Yeah. And it's like night and you couldn't even like, when you go back and look at like the original videos from the program or like her, like I was in all the group, um, you know, the coach groups, like yeah. these exclusive things or whatever and it's like not even the same person like no. she was very seemed very down to earth very likable I had like a couple of dm exchanges with her like mm -hmm. where it just seemed like yeah this is this is more balanced but then somehow I convinced myself that weighing myself every day was okay when I had idea. always been not getting on the scale kind of person like I didn't have one I had to go out and buy one wow and <laughs> Then bringing it on vacation with me, bringing it to my in-laws for the weekend, you know, you brought, like, wait a second, you brought your scale with you on vacation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was never that bought in. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Wow. But like, and then again, it was like, kind of, I got over like whatever I thought this little hump was when I started that. Yeah. And, but then like it stagnated again. And yeah. it was just never enough. Like there was always, you know, you got to push yourself more and you got to, you know, get to like, you know, a lower number or whatever it was. Right. Like, so I was constantly chasing that within this. And like, cause I was seeing everybody else saying, well, I'm getting these results just doing this program or just doing this eating plan. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not, not realizing that they were doing all kinds of other stuff too. Right. So the other thing, like what I wanted to mention, like I haven't really heard anybody talk about this, but there's all these untalked about costs within once you're really bought in, you're yeah. following the super trainers, you're following top coaches and they start like talking about other things that they're doing. Like, um, and then you're like, oh, maybe I should try that. And you're buying yeah. into these other things that don't really, they're not beach body, but they are because you were like turned on to it through them because, um, Chalene had a yeah. program and um I bought that the one three you know? one method yes <laughs> yeah yeah um then you're in these like groups like the um the official like portion fix Facebook group or the official to be mindset Facebook group mm -hmm. and people will be chatting in there like with each because there's really no like admin sure. like checking some of this stuff so people are just giving each other all kinds of information right and they're like oh, you should listen to this podcast or you should read this book. And so I'd be like, oh, okay, what's that about? And that's the thing, like, this is this is the whole thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because 
this is the whole thing. Like when we, so last week we were talking about Autumn um, basically going a week outside of her breast reduction surgery, right? And she still had stitches in. Her doctor told her not to work out. She gets on Instagram and she shows her workout, right? In the comments, you have all these people that are like, oh, thank you, Autumn, for, for showing us that you're dedicated and da 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 and all of this stuff. Um, thank you. I'm getting ready to have surgery on the 23rd. I can't wait. You know, this gives me, you know, motivation. And so if you're seeing this on like a public profile, right, you're seeing these people have these conversations. Imagine what's going on on the, on the back end, right? Imagine what's going on in behind the scenes. And, and I can agree with you because I would go into my large group for my coach and I would ask the question about like, I, my knee is killing me today. Like any ideas on what I can do to, to push through this workout. And people would be like, oh, you know, maybe put a knee brace on it or do some Ben Gay or, you know, like all this stuff. Nobody's saying, maybe you should take a rest day. Maybe you should go to a doctor and have them check it out. Maybe you should just relax or do some stretches or something. Nobody giving you the real the giving you the real response because nobody in there, everybody believes once you become a beach body coach that you're the professional. And that's why people don't understand when we share what we share, they mm-hmm. don't understand why are you showing this? Because these people literally believe that they are professionals in this mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. And for you, I do have a question about like, so I know that um, Alana, um, when she first started her 2B mindset groups and stuff like that, she was a different person. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, doing 2B mindset was the, the last food program that I did. Um, what do you think about like her methods of, I mean, I know, I think that this is, this is my opinion. You can tell me what yours is, right? I think veggies most is a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Because nobody gets enough veggies in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the water what is it? Veggies most water or water first veggies most or something like that. Yes. The water part kind of scares me because it's like, if I'm hungry, I don't want to drink water. I want food. Right. And I think the whole entire mindset behind it was if you drink water and you're still hungry, then that's when you eat. Um, Mm -hmm. What are your inputs on, on TV mindset? Right. Well, I mean, I actually even did, they had a certification and funny enough, like today was my four years ago post that I'm certified and I had this printout of whatever, you know, and that's, congratulations. they didn't talk about certifying, no, in, in, in to be mindset, but Beachbody was selling certifications for these programs. I mean, they had the workouts, some people were getting certified in workouts and yeah, um, yeah. Then they did, they added the, you could, I had a certification in 2B mindset. I had a certification in portion fix too, because then when the 2B mindset stopped working and they came out with ultimate portion fix, I'm like, oh, let me go jump and see what that's, you know, and I, I didn't all that. And um, yeah. also because Alana told me that I could use this as continuing ed credits towards my, my registered dietitian. Every five years, you have to have 75 yeah. continuing ed credits. And since she's a dietitian, I had messaged her and I asked, would this apply towards continuing ed? And she told me, yes. Does it? Not, not the case. No, of course not. <laughs> it's an MLM, like bogus, like 
certification right. and like which means nothing you know like so but you know but it was a cost too like another one yeah. of those costs that they don't tell you about and um yeah what i forgot where i was going with that sorry it kind of got You're off fine. track so what I was asking is your opinion about like the, the whole program. Oh, as yes. A whole. The water. Like, so on the certification, yeah. like she kind of listed a couple of studies that said about water, like studies saying that if you have 16 ounces of water before a meal, that it decreases your calorie intake. And yeah, I'm sure that that's true, but you know, like that was the, the whole focus is just about, you know, cutting calories, right? you know, and, and, the volume eating, like I believed I was a volume eater, you know, okay. um, because I was always a restrictor and not realizing that eventually, you know, your body is smart and like, it's going to tell you like, you yeah. need to eat, like you can only maintain that for so long. And then it's going to, what you, you know, might say is a binge. Some people, I was never diagnosed and it, I don't believe that I had binge eating disorder, which is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was the orthorexia, you know, it was just like the, the, you know, trying to be so good and perfect and clean. Yeah. And then ultimately, you know, your hunger is going to win out because that's what's yeah. keeping you alive, you know, and the, the energy, you need the energy, the calories are energy. It's just the energy mm -hmm. source. So, um, all her like basis is on that. So like, you know, the veggies most like is filling up on these non-starchy vegetables, which are great and they're healthy and they're, they should be encouraging people to, you know, mm -hmm. if they can to eat them, but, it's basically just to fill you up right on something that's lower in calorie. And for me, what I found was I was having large amounts of, she encourages a lot of cabbage, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, which all delicious. I love all of them. They're all healthy, but they're cruciferous and they tend to be gas producing, which yes. I was very uncomfortable. And so like, I would be like, well, what can I cut out? Not even thinking that that was never on the table. I couldn't be, it couldn't be these things. It had to be, it can be the else. vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I realized once I like kind of had to detach from that and unlearn all those, those habits that I had started from the two and a half years that I did that program, mm -hmm. I didn't have those, you know, GI issues that I had been having, you know, like, yeah. so it, it can be, you know, too much of a good thing and yeah. then what I found after I, I had quit dieting I went for a, a full physical because in my mind I was telling myself this can't be right I can't right. be this can't be healthy that I'm not dieting I'm not counting I'm not doing all these things so I needed to convince myself I went to the doctor I had a full physical mm -hmm. and my blood work came back perfect except for my calcium was low yeah and it was because I had been over consuming water Wow. And he said, even when I had given up the diet mentality, I was still doing the water, it became a habit. And yeah. I liked the taste of water and it happened to be, you know, whatever. So I, the doctor was like, this is strange. He said, why don't you, how much water do you drink? And I told him, and he was like, maybe try like cutting back and then come back next week and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Sure enough, I cut back and it came back to normal. Wow. So how much water were you drinking before? Like, do you know? Like I have this size bottle. I don't know. I think it's yeah. 40 ounces. I would probably have five to six. Wow. And wow. now I would say maybe I'm more like three, sometimes yeah. four if it's the summertime, if I'm doing a lot of activity. Well, that's, I mean, that makes sense though, because if you think about it, like you're, 
even even without being on the TV mindset, I mean, the whole thing you preach is, have you had your water today? Like gallons mm-hmm. of water of the day, mm-hmm. you know, like water Wednesday, let me see everybody drink their water, right? Um, so um, I did want to say, so what did you think about the whole entire with TV mindset? I've never had somebody on here that really did it, right? Um, yeah. So I wanted to, to find out, like, what did you think about the whole weight loss day versus not weight loss day like how how much can that I mean for me um that screwed me like Mm -hmm. screwed me completely up uh writing down everything I ate and then getting on the scale every single morning going back and seeing what I ate the day before Mm -hmm. to being like oh well you know it's because I had that egg roll with that you know chicken and broccoli from the Chinese restaurant that's why I gained weight yesterday. So next time, let me just get more broccoli. If we go for China, like it was just, it was always like, well, let me try to figure this out. You know, I just yeah. felt, I never felt settled with it. I mean, there for a while it was like, okay. Like I said, you know, it was working. It seemed to be yeah. working and it seemed to be, you know, but then it, it, when I got to that point where I stopped losing weight and I thought I still yeah. needed to, I was starting to like, like micro analyze every little thing every and you know and that became like way too much and that's basically how I hit like dieting bottom like was in that yeah. program because yeah. her like her whole approach seemed to be changing too and I wasn't really connecting with it anymore because it was a lot more I'm you know in my I'm 47 you know like it seemed to be a younger type like the TikTok like she seemed yeah. to be chasing like TikTok fame and it was all these little like things and things that didn't appeal I was no longer that target audience so I was just right. like mm, this doesn't really sit right with me mm-hmm. and I would hear her like do like analysis on people's trackers and even it was like pulling at at, at you know like because she would say oh look you had a weight loss day today let's see what you ate oh, you had three beers and a cake. Oh, but that seems to be working for you then. It's like, you can't look at one day to the next and say, oh, this is where this came from. And also like water, like, what do you think? You don't lose three pounds of fat in a day, like, or get it. So like that was starting to, and then she would push these diet bets. Yeah. And that seemed to be another red flag that I totally ignored. And I would continue to like, I joined three of those. I've never won any of them. Wow. I did a Sean T one and I did like two of hers. Yeah. And basically when I finally said my last time, I'm I'm never, I'm never doing another diet was, it was labor day. Um, two years ago, 2020. And I think I was thinking about joining, I think, Joel and Brianne Freeman were doing one together and I was thinking about joining that yeah and it was like I I don't know what something clicked to me I was like I can't do this anymore I'm like I'm not gonna join I'm not getting this money back I mean I know they promised they're gonna provide all kinds of content and they really my experience being in those groups I think Sean T was pretty active and and you know did do a lot of content in his but the other ones they didn't like they promised all this stuff Shanti has a whole team behind him though. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and that actually sets Shanti apart. See, I, I, I've always said it on here. Like, I can't talk bad about Shanti because he just gives me my heart. Right. Yeah. But, um, but he, I mean, he's smart about the way he goes about building his business as a yeah. trainer. Right. Because he does have people surrounding him that actually 
make sure that everybody is feeling included. Right. Um, but I've noticed that with the other ones, they don't do that. Right. They, I mean, autumn's good mood crew, like people were having trouble just getting an email through or calling whoever they needed to call to cancel it. Um, so yeah. Um, so you finally just decided to give it up to stop with a diet. but I couldn't give up the workouts. Like I still was very invested in like, this was the, you know, the one thing I'll have to say is that it did get me into a routine Yeah. because I'm an early person. Anyway, I was up early. Um, I, you know, I found things I could do at home. It did challenge me like to get out of like that, that routine that I had when I was in the gym where I was just doing the treadmill and I was afraid to try anything new. Yeah. Um, but even the workouts too, like, the nature of them changed as time went on too, because it's like everything has to be more edgy or, you know, they're always looking to sell like the next thing. And I, I convinced myself, I'm like, they're just so innovative. You know, they have so many new things. It's always changing, always looking to get better. And then I was like, no, they're just looking to get more money. You know, like I remember Shakeology was like all you needed for the day. And I totally believed that. And I felt like it had helped me when I first started, because again, that was another thing having something for breakfast every day was sometimes not my first thought, you know, it was like Mm -hmm. getting ready when I went back to work, you know, I got to get to work. I got to get my son ready, you know, for daycare or whatever. And um, so it helped me like at least have something consistently in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, I did put a ton of stuff in it to make it taste good or whatever, but they told me this is all you need. It's got everything. But then they came out with these boosts. I was like, well, what do you need the boost for if it already has the greens in it? Now you're adding more greens to it. Of course, I did buy them because it was like, you have to, you got to talk about it. You got to try it. Yeah. So, but then, you know, I didn't continue with it because it never seemed, never sat right with me. And it's like, why do we need this now? You know, like, and then the collagen and like, they add so many little things to it. Yep. But um, yeah, like I was saying, so I did the Chalene and then, Sean T like kind of like was doing a lot of stuff with Melissa McAllister and Lauren. So then I tried, they were doing intermittent fasting. So of course I was trying that. Yeah. And um, I did, I bought Brianne's book, Brianne Freeman. I bought uh, Melissa's book. Yeah. Uh, You know, so like, that's what I mean. Like all these things that you're being introduced through the back end of like, you know, what might, you know, be pushing other people to get these, but I never got whatever I thought I was going to get from these things. And then like I had found this woman, somebody had recommended a podcast in one of those exclusive groups. And Mm -hmm. she was a um, life coach school graduate who has a weight loss podcast and has a weight loss program, which was pretty pricey, had the 97 at the end of (laughs) the pricing, like, like whatever it was, 297. And I bought her thing. And um, interestingly, it was very similar to what Ashley was actually wow. selling in her program. So I, I see where this comes from now. Like yeah. I immediately recognized it as life coach school. And that's when I was like, when I did that program, like I said, I had quit dieting at the end of 2020. Yeah. And I was never like a fan of Ashley's because I don't drink like her personality. Like she's young, you know, the blonde, yeah. it's like not my thing at all like I'm not a Taylor Swift person like none of that yeah. right so she never like sat right with me but I went to um a couple of summits where she yeah. was like the big thing 
Yeah. And the girls that I was with on my team were really like, oh, she's great. I love her. Like her, you know, not her podcast, but her, her Instagram is so like fun or whatever. So like I would check in every once in a while and be like, I don't get it. Like, what is the appeal with this woman? But then she started talking about being non-diet or anti-diet and stuff. And uh -huh. I was like, huh, I'm like, really? And she's in Beachbody though. Like I was trying to make both things work. Like I was trying to yeah. find a way where I could continue this because I had convinced myself that this was everything I needed. I had the community, the 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 team, all these girls that I was with. Of course, I didn't have a team, but I'm saying like I was part of this group. Yeah. And um I thought I had found really great lifelong friends. So I didn't want to lose that. But at the same time I knew I couldn't diet anymore and that this was wrong. I, but I wanted to make them both work. Like I felt like that meme where the guy's looking at the two buttons and I was, I was like the cognitive dissonance. Yeah, you know, like, I knew it. I was exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. Yeah. I was so against like dieting. I was, I mean, I can go back to my, my Instagram and I can see where I was like, you know, body pause, body positivity and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, body neutrality and diet toxic diet culture but then in the same breath i'm like do you want to buy shakeology mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like do you want to buy a workout program do you want to do ultimate portion fix do you want to do to be mindset and i was literally i was stuck in the same the constant cycle so you, so is this how ashley got you is because she yeah like because she, she geared up she was gearing up to do that first launch or the first like round yep. of that body like towards the end of 2020 and um, like I said, like I had already kind of felt I was totally like disconnected from like the, the to be mindset at that point. Um, actually, Alana had blocked me on Instagram and I was just like, what? And like, what? <laughs> I met her at the summit. At Why did she block you? Because she put up a post. It was um, April Fool's Day, I guess, 2020. And um she was, it was a TikTok thing. I'm not on TikTok, so I didn't know, but apparently it was some TikTok trend that people were doing that she was like her, oh, I have a, a peanut allergy. It's really, really bad. You want to see what happens when I eat peanuts? And she like takes like a thing of peanut butter and then she turns around and she has like this huge ass or whatever, like a fake thing. And I was just like, Oh, like, you know, I didn't find that funny. And then like, no. I was reading comments and this woman's like, yeah, it's not funny when your child is having like anaphylactic attack and you're in the hospital thinking they're not going to make right. it. And I liked that woman's comment because I know people who have severe peanut allergies too. And I got blocked for liking that comment. And yeah. then of course, like I could go through like my husband's um, account and look like all those like negative because a lot of people jumped on that too and were like yeah this is not it like this was this was bad taste this is uncalled for whatever of course some people like ha so funny but um yeah. most of them were negative and like you know backing up what this person had said or sharing their own experience with the allergy or whatever and um she deleted all the scrummed that whole thing and then kind of did like an edit to say oh i got this from so and so on tiktok <laughs> she oh that doesn't surprise me because she also has blocked you know people for questioning her about um her about herself yeah. basically right because she has been part she's she's part of the problem and she's not being part of the solution which yeah. is what she should be 
right? And it's just because, about acknowledging. I mean, yeah, you, you say something, you think it's, your, your intention is to be funny, you think it's lighthearted, yeah. you see other people doing it on TikTok with great success or whatever. But like when you're a registered dietitian and you're called down on something that is potentially life-threatening, like you, yeah. could, you could admit it and be like, you know what, this wasn't the right thing. But let's talk about that, Melissa. Let's let's have that conversation. Um, that's that's literally all we ever want them to do yeah. is to admit that you know maybe I was wrong or you know yeah I posted this and it wasn't wasn't right. Like when we go back to the first reel that I ever knew that we were able to get Beachbody to take down, where it was Autumn. This won't out outdo yeah. this, right? Mm -hmm. And um we were able to get that, that post taken down, but instead of Beachbody or Autumn coming in and acknowledging the fact of how harmful that messaging was, right. They just had her post it again, but add in eat food to keep you satiated. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, come yeah. on. like they don't, yeah. nobody in Beachbody ever takes, they never take they never take responsibility for what they say or do and how they hurt people there. It's block and move on yeah. block and move on block and call us trolls, haters or whatever. And yeah. in reality, all we're really trying to do is hold you accountable for how you're per perceiving the whole entire business on, on social media and mm -hmm. in the world. Um, so you got blocked by her. Now is going to be the fun topic because we were both in it and I can't yeah. wait to have this conversation. Yeah. So body positive badass with Ashley <laughs> Moltz said, mm -hmm. what did you think about the first day? I think by the first day, I, I already knew like this was not what intuitive eating was. You know, I mean, she seemed very uneducated about it. She seemed to be like kind of making it up. And like I said, I recognized a lot of the things like the assignments that she was giving as the same as this other woman who had been a life coach person. So did. do you think they shared notes or they learned it in life? I think that's school? probably the, in the curriculum, maybe, I don't know, because if oh. you look at um, what's her name, that the, the, the creator of the life coach school um, and she has a podcast too and drawing a yeah. blank on her name right now. Brooke Castillo. Yes. She has in her like bio that she's a weight loss coach specialist or something. So like, oh. I think that that's her approach that she teaches to her, you know, students. And then they could use that as their template when they work with people. So it's that whole thing about they did that circumstance or whatever the the model they call it or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like your, your thought and your, your and and that's never like connected with me. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But um, the whole idea that Ashley had said in one of those calls in the in her program about planning your day ahead of time. So she had an assignment where I think it was the first day about making a plan for what you were going to eat the following day, and you had to follow it exactly because you had to prove to yourself that you're going to follow through on your commitment or something like that. And you have I to trust yourself. You have to trust yeah. yourself. Yep. Yeah. So I, I immediately recognized that from this other thing that I had done through another life coach, coach school graduate or whatever. So I was like, and that woman is all about weight loss. Her name of her podcast has weight loss in it, you know, yep. like, 
So I'm like, so you're using the same thing, which this was a weight loss program. And now you're saying that this is, you know, an intuitive eating program. And I think that language was also used in this other person's program too, that she had said something about intuitive eating and like co-opting the language. Yep. But I knew nothing about it. You know, it was something that I was never taught about, you know, it came out in the nineties and it was created by two registered dietitians, but that was not in the curriculum for dietetics that I studied anyway. So, you know, you so, can say that's what it is. So the funny thing is, is that I actually have, so I was able, so when I first took the body positive badass, um, course, right. Um, I had talked to Ashley about creating a workbook for the course, right? And um, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast because she's going to, she won't like what I have to say. Um, but I created the I created the workbook. I was going to do a digital workbook because I do digital planners, right? Mm -hmm. To where we could go through and we could do like the, we could just go through the course or whatnot, right? And I only have week one because I only did one workbook and one mock-up. But the weird thing is, is that when you were talking about um, her be a beginner, are you willing to fail 102 times per day, every single day for one year before you reach full competency? Um, this is where she was talking to us about how we need to be a beginner and we need to start trusting ourselves and setting those, setting those expectations of what we're going to eat the next day so we can mm -hmm. stick to it. Um, and then another thing that it really, it really brought back my attention was stop outsourcing, start insourcing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a great name for a podcast. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I literally haven't had anybody on here that's done this. So mm -hmm. within the first day, you knew what intuitive eating wasn't. Do you remember right. when she told us to use the portion fix containers to portion yes. out our food? so that we don't overeat because when yeah. she said, I wish somebody would have told me this before I started intuitive eating, because if you, when you start intuitive eating, you do gain weight. You should be aware that you could gain weight. Right. And mm -hmm. she said, so in order to combat that, go ahead and use the ultimate portion fix containers to measure yeah. your food. So you don't overeat. Yeah. Do you that remember was that? Another yeah, but that was another one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And like, I had to do a lot of work on the, that fear of that internalized yeah. fat phobia that I've had my whole life, which I never, I would have told, I'm not fat phobic. I love, you know, like, yeah. I felt like I, you know, I could identify, you know, I grew up, you know, and as a heavier child and I was picked on and like, you know, so my whole life was like trying to fix that little girl that there was never yeah. anything wrong with and I just didn't know you know and god bless you know the people who you know they were trying to help they did the best that they could they didn't know better yeah um, but you know I had a doctor tell me I was going to die at age eight because I was morbidly obese you know like and that, that stays with you you know and yeah, I think does. about my son is nine now you know like 
I see the girls that, you know, are his age and I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, and, and that's why, like, for me now, I have a, a, a passion about, especially within the medical side, the weight stigma that, that there is, like, and I experience it, you know, when I was at the height of my beach body, you know, the yeah. most dialed in that I was and the most I was doing a half marathon and I was doing whatever program was, you know, being marketed at the time and, and really sticking to it. Um, I still fell in the overweight BMI category and I'm doing right. quotation because, you know, yeah. Um, and you could trigger warning that too, because it's, yeah. it's garbage. It doesn't really mean anything, but, um, the doctor asked me, you know, how's your eating? How's your fitness? What are you doing? And I told, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm working out six days a week and I'm running and doing all this stuff. Yeah. And I was perfect. And she's like, but you are overweight. So you're just going to need to eat less and move more. And at that time, I realized how ridiculous that was. I'm like, I don't think that's possible. I'm in like bracket A here, you know, like <laughs> there's not eating less. Here, and that's but, um... the crazy thing. Like we've, I've talked about this on the podcast before. Why can't doctors be like, instead of saying move more, eat less, why can't they say, okay, so let's, let's get you set up with, let me refer you to a registered dietitian. Um, and so you can have a conversation with them and work around like what you're eating or improve your eating habits or whatnot. Right. And let's also get you set up with a personal trainer or a certified personal trainer or something, right. They don't yeah. do that. And this is how yeah. people I've said it before. This is how people then leave, start Googling on the internet, yeah. fitness programs. And here you go. You got yeah. people in doc back into beach body or any health and wellness program, because your doctor just told you to move more and eat less. And yeah. right here's your, your, it, it frustrates me so much. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, so like, and that's when I was in deep with it, but even then I recognized that that was nonsense, what she was saying. Yeah. And then like now when I went for that physical, after I had given up everything, um, the doctor without even looking at me and I, I had been rehearsing in my mind. I wasn't going to, I was going to refuse to be weighed because it's, it wasn't necessary. I wasn't having any yeah. procedure done. I wasn't having medication prescribed for me. So I had rehearsed in my head, but of course, when it came down to it, I got scared and I let them yeah. weigh me, but I'm like, I'm just not going to look and I'm, I don't care or whatever. Yeah. So they put it in my chart. And then when the doctor came, he didn't even look at me. He saw the number. He's like, well, we got to talk about your weight. And I'm like, no. And at this point I had already started the process i was doing um studying yeah. for the intuitive eating certification i you know had done i read so many i read you know fearing the black body i read anti-diet i read you know so much material and i knew and i followed enough of um you know anti-diet accounts at that time i had like kind of cleaned yeah. up my my feed that i knew that no we're not going to talk about my way so listen take my blood We'll take, I said, I'm a registered dietitian. I've been on a diet for 40 years and yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to pursue, pursue any intentional weight loss at this time, just for the sake of it. I said, take my blood. We'll look at the, if there's anything that needs to be addressed, you know, nutritionally, we'll address it. Mm -hmm. And then I got really scared because I'm like, I just put myself out there. I'm like, God, oh, yeah. let's see what this is going to come back with. And the only thing that came back was the calcium being low because of the water that was still holding on to that yeah. one habit that I had picked up, you know, like drinking too much water. And, um, so yeah, so, so that's why, like, I feel like it's so necessary for people who are in like, you know, a healthcare, you know, profession 
to, to be educated on the harm that that's doing, that weight stigma, that people are not getting treatment that they, they should have just because they're telling, well, you got to lose weight first, come back to me. Yeah. And then there's no way to tell people how to do that in a healthy way. Like, you know, right. like, you know, there's doctors that will tell you do, do intermittent fasting, do keto. It's like, it's so individual, like what's going to, you know, what, what you need to do for your health and it, and, and health does not mean being no, a smaller size or fitting into a category. So basically, um, Ashley, what like the body positive badass course from what I've heard you say before um on Brianna's channel was the was the 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 nail in the coffin for you to go and get intuitive eating certified am I correct yes or yes yeah so yeah. you that just basically told you what not to do um exactly. am I correct so yes. what I want to do, wrapping up the, the podcast at the end, I want people, I would like for you to um, maybe share a few, a few things to help people when they do leave MLMs, like, you know, where can they start when it comes to like the health or the, the nutrition, the food, the aspect, because once you leave, like Amy and I talked about it before, we don't trust ourselves to know what to eat. We don't trust ourselves mm -hmm. to know how to work out. We don't trust ourselves to do any of that. Do you think that you should work on one at a time or maybe both? That might, yeah. You know, I, I think it really depends on the individual. I mean, for me, like I continued to do the workouts because I still had up until I think the October of that year, 2021, I had, mm -hmm. you know, bought the, the year of, of body yeah. and there were a couple of things that were coming out that I did want to do the trainers that I liked, you know, yeah. whatever. So I did continue that, but it, it's very difficult because Ashley brings it up, you know, like they, there's constant like repetition about shrinking or like yeah. body, there's constant body comments throughout the whole like workout. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was very afraid of not doing something structured or like, you know, um, I hurt myself doing um, nine week control freak, my shoulder, yeah. my shoulder gives me issues from time to time anyway, but in particular that workout. And then I found Brianna Jewell's channel and like, she broke down how ridiculous. And I was like, so it's not yeah. me. And it's just like, no, it's right. not you. And nope. um, so that was good. So I'm like, well, not doing that. But I did like kind of go back to ones that I had done before where I felt like there were a lot more you know, not as, you know, all over the place or just trying mm -hmm. to be like, you know, something for the gram, you know, like trying to make well, it look well, like more. Yeah. Okay. Then just, thank you. Um, you can have some. but then when I did find, because I was like following these anti-diet accounts and like, I was finding like non-diet trainers on Instagram and I really mm -hmm. liked, um, healthy with Kelsey is one that I, 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 I joined her membership and Lauren Lavelle, fitness okay. is another one and body positive um bar because i oh, was okay. introduced to bar through beach body like i never had it i'm like i'm not a ballerina i'm not into and i really liked it but i did not like the messaging and bar blend and the constant talking and the perkiness was not my jive at all so yeah. these women like lauren lavelle does a bar and um class and so does body positive bar like i i felt like I see myself more in them, you know, and there was always like uplifting message. It was yeah. never talking about shrinking and it was always doing the best that you can do and real modifications being right. offered and not just like, 
oh, here's a larger person. They're the modifier, you know, like, yep. <laughs> because not everybody can do, you can't, some people can't get down on the floor. So they got, they show you a modification, how to do it on the wall or how to, you know, you yeah. be seated. They have seated bar classes, you know, like it's more accessible to more people. Yeah. And that was important for me. So like, I, I, I really liked in those, so I, I am, um, they offer, and these are women who are real business owners, who are real certified trainers who have like memberships that they offer, you know? So like, I would encourage people to look for those, those people if, if they can, or um, like, as far as the, the food thing, like the intuitive eating course. And like, that was for me, um, what I needed, but it's also something too, that's not accessible for everyone, you know? Right. And it's also something that people have to come to in their own way, you know, like yeah. what it means for them. So like there, there's so many like different, you have to see who like clicks for you, like who is right. your like, you know, person that, that, that kind of like is your culture, your, you know, like that, that mm -hmm. speaks in a way that, that connects with you and is accessible to you. So what would you say would be a red flag for, um, let's say um, somebody's coming out, uh, like I'll just say for me, right? Like for me, I have, like, I don't have a problem eating. Food is not my problem, right? My problem is, is that I have the negative self-talk about everything that I eat. Everything that goes in my body, mm -hmm. I have negative self-talk about it. Doesn't matter what it is, water, energy drink, soda, milk coffee, anything like bread, any food that goes into my body, I have negative self-talk about it. And it comes from so many years of eating the best from mm -hmm. the list, right? So a lot of the red, so what red flag would you, if I was to try to find a registered dietitian, do you know of any red flags that I could, I could look at from off, like from the beginning? I would say anybody who's using like any kind of moral terms around food, you know, okay. or anything that's bad or good or on or off, or, you know, yeah. like that, those right away now, like I know that okay. that's, you know, and, and where people who are encouraging you to add rather than take away. Right. Because that's the thing I always found was interesting. And like my study of nutrition was always about what you're removing and like the nutrition yeah. is in the food. Like, so you're not getting the nutrition if it's in the garbage or if it's not on right. the plate. You know, like you, right. you need to eat right. and all food has value. Like that was right. the other thing too. Like when I hear people say, well, iceberg lettuce has no nutritional value. You know, it's, it has a lot of water. It has, yeah. you know, it, and, and it's, it, it gives you also like that satisfaction, that crunch, you know, like, yeah. And if you prefer it, then there's nothing wrong with it. Like I found like, I actually prefer white rice all these years. I'm telling myself I got to eat the brown rice. And I'm like, and then, you know, white rice has nutritional value. You know, it's not just yeah. a filler food or whatever Alana like wanted to say, you know, like, yeah, it's a staple of majority of people on this planet's diet, you know, like it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a thing, you know, it's not just like, and, and, you know, just realizing too, like that a lot of this stuff comes from like a place of privilege. Like I, I yeah. you know, like, and people who are just dismissing entire food groups or like, you know, like it, that would be the big red flag for me. Like just saying like, yeah, one of the best pieces of advice that I have actually gotten that actually helped a lot um, was um, I would always think that just because like if I got a cheeseburger, it was bad. Right. But um, so 
but when I got a cheeseburger, like a deluxe, like with tomatoes, lettuce, and onions, those are vegetables. Yeah, that all You're counts. eating vegetables on mm-hmm. a cheeseburger. And so adding stuff in rather than taking stuff out has actually helped me a lot, right? Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I'm getting better at it. I do know I need to find a registered dietitian that like I can work with um, that can just help me break through some of the these oh, mental blocks that I have. Um, but though that's one thing um, that has helped a lot. And another thing that's helped a whole heck of a lot is um, do what do you is the intuitive eating book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've got the book. I haven't done the workbook yet. My goal for 2023 is to really dive in and heal mm-hmm. that part um, because I feel like once I heal my mindset around food, then I can also heal my mindset around. I mean, I think I have a pretty good mindset around working out now. Like there's times that I get messed up. Right. But it's not as bad Mm -hmm. as the food part. Food is like the Mm -hmm. worst. Um, Mm -hmm. so is it, so two questions and then we'll wrap it up and I'll let you go play video games with your youngin. Um, first question is, would you, um, what would you, would you ever join an MLM again? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. And the second question is, what would you say to someone who wanted to join an MLM? What would you tell them to do before joining? Um, well, I, I would recommend like, there's so many like anti MLM, like YouTube people right now that I would recommend like I love Deanna Mims like I really mm-hmm. like the way she breaks down like income disclosure statements like I didn't yeah. never heard of that I didn't know that was anything you know like she does really good and, at it. <laughs> and don't and then because she's she was there too you know like yeah. and don't believe like what people are putting out there on social media like really think about it like can yeah. this really be like because I would see people that even people who are on my team talk about that they left their um like they're making a full-time income, but they're not talking about those costs that are associated, right. you know, because like I said, you're, you're buying, you have to buy a certain amount. You're, you're putting your, you know, paying for a spouse. And like, you know, like you said recently, people who have left and now are like coming out and talking yeah. about that. Meanwhile, they're jumping into something else where it's going to yeah. ultimately be the same, be the same. thing, but it's new yeah. or whatever. But that's that's something to look at you know like yeah. it's not just the monthly 1595 or whatever for your account there's and there's yeah. always going to be something new coming down where it's like you're going to be expected to purchase that yeah and um yeah and then just the whole putting yourself out there like the ickiness that's like the cold messaging and things like I never really did it and then I would beat myself up and say well that's why you're not successful because you're not willing to do yeah and you know now I realize that I, it was good that I listened to that that thought that this isn't yeah. what I want to be doing but it's also made it very difficult for me now like to try to be an actual business, business owner. owner and put you know like I cringe now because I think yeah. about first of all have I already like kind of tarnished myself by associating with this for so long and like spewing all this like yeah. information for all these years like and now it's like it, it kind of hinders me from, from, from putting myself out there. And, yeah. and, um, 
And that's why I wanted to come on here and talk because I feel like I need to like finally put all this to, to rest. Like I've had so many right. feelings. This has been part of my, like a long process of getting out. Like, you know, all the people that I thought were going to be there with, with me, like we're real friends instantly blocked and deleted me like yeah. without even having a conversation. And I was never once, I didn't put it out there. I just stopped posting in the accountability group that I had yeah. been checking in day after day for years when you would see somebody not show up, wouldn't you be like, Hey, is everything okay? Or you block yeah. and delete them, which is what yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we were it's... told don't look at those negative things. And there really wasn't a whole lot of them in the beginning. And now it's yeah. like, there's so much. And so it's been very healing for me to connect like with you and Amy and Jen, like the people that yeah. actually like directly, you know, with beach body in particular that having that experience. Yeah. Um, and it, it's important, like, for people to know, like, it's not you. Like, right. the 99%, you're part of, like, the majority of the people right. who are not, you know, making it or whatever. Right. If anybody ever makes it is also a question. Yeah. I, I And I agree with you. Like, you know, I think that a lot of people really need to think about, like, the reason that I've been sharing recently, the people, I know they're going to other MLMs. I know, right? Mm -hmm. But if you read in between the lines, everything we're saying is a hundred percent true. Right. Mm -hmm. But then, um, they're of course going to try to recruit you to their new MLM, but all MLMs are the same, right? 99. I think the statistic now is 99.7% of all people who join an MLM lose money. Right. That's a lot of people. There's only 3% of people that make money in an MLM. You actually have a greater chance of going to Vegas mm -hmm. and hitting the jackpot than you do making money with an MLM, mm -hmm. right? And I'm also with friends, like people are like, oh, you, you know, it's the friends, it's the community. You just touched on it. I don't, I don't have not one person that I talked to since I was, since I was in Beachbody. Yeah. Not one person. I have, I, I have to say though, I did meet one person and then we would text and, and then we yeah. both got out at the same time. And like, we were both yeah. like two people that probably never should have been in there to begin with. And like, yeah. I know that I never would have met her otherwise yeah. because yeah. we live in different towns and we're like big different age gap. Yeah. But I, so I, I will say that was, that was a positive, yeah. you know, the one person that, and that we've been able to like share our experience of like getting out of it. Like, I think I was, I was in it longer than she was, but you know, same, same things and learning about yeah. you know, unlearning a lot yeah. of what we had, you know, we it's went, hard. we went on a, on a summit trip together <laughs> and we were both like, what are we doing? <laughs> well, you know, and, and that's good. You know, I, yeah, I can still say I not one person, not one person. Yeah. Um, I do have Beachbody coaches that I talk to um, in my inbox daily um, and have conversations with them. And because I'm not, I'm not a mean person, I, I will, I'm still going to tell you what you're doing is scammy, but you know, I respect the fact that you want to try to be different. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the ultimate thing is, is that, you know, before somebody is to join any type of MLM, they definitely need to look up look up the anti-MLM creators on YouTube, right? And then also look up what the people are actually saying that are in that MLM company. Because when you put the two side by side, you're going to realize, wait a second, something's not right here. Um, 
And I really believe that people should definitely keep a profit and loss statement every single month because mm -hmm. that right there was eye opening mm -hmm. for me. Um, all right, Melissa. So basically, um, you want to tell people where they can find you um, and we will share that information in the show notes as well. Well, I mean, right now I don't, I don't really have anything set up. Like I'm trying okay. to like in the new year, I want to, um, because right now my Instagram is sort of like personal. not really much. Yeah. It's more personal. Yeah. So, but okay. I am going to be working on getting myself set up for the new year. Okay. So when you get that stuff set up for the new year, I'll go back in and add it to the show. Notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, so we'll do that. Um, and I'll also dropped the people that you talked about following um mm -hmm. and the workouts and stuff um on in the show notes as well yes um I do appreciate you coming on and I appreciate your your son wanting to be YouTube famous <laughs> I can't promise I'm gonna make you YouTube famous I have no. a whole 107 subscribers yeah. on YouTube um but I hope you have a great day and I thank you very much for coming thank, thank you all right I'll talk to you later okay bye, bye. All right, fam. Thank you for joining us on the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast. We hope you found today's episode informative and thought-provoking. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating or review. We'll be back next week with another episode, so stay tuned. If you have a story you'd like to share on the show, please do not hesitate to reach out to me at callcherylhunt at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hine or on my personal Instagram at, at Cheryl S. Spears. We always welcome new voices and perspectives. Again, thank you for listening and we hope you'll tune in next time. Until then, take care and stay safe.